Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman, part of the Triple Play Fantasy family. This is Beyond the Analyst series. This is episode number 10. Really excited for our next guest. It is Chris Robin at Detroit Beastie. How's it going today, Chris? Good. Thanks for having me. The Chalo- I know you, Chalupa Batman. I was waiting for you to change it to like cheesy gordita crunch Batman. That's my that's my go to at Taco Bell. This is uh, this is a treat. Thanks for having me. Rarely am I ever asked to uh, talk about stuff that's not DFS or it's not you know sports. So it's nice to just sit down, rest, relax. I don't have a pen. I don't have any notes in front of me. It's kind of like freeing, you know, to record just as we see it as we go along here. So once again, thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you here. So for those of you who don't know Chris, I hope you already do, uh, but he's a DFS analyst for Team Rise or Fall and the Woodward Sports Network as well. And as he talked about, we're not talking about fantasy takes today. I know you're uh, famous for your sheet of paper as you get ready for your your DFS picks, but uh, we're going to save those for another time. Uh, Today's just really all about you, Um, getting to know you a little bit more. And honestly, I wanted to kind of change this show up a little bit for episode number 10 and talk a little more about mental health awareness um, because I know you're such a big proponent of it. So while we get to know you a little bit more, I kind of wanted to highlight that um, in my question. So if you're okay, I wanted to kick it off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've told you and anybody else that would listen or anybody that reaches out and asks me, I, I think it's it's good for me uh, just to be an open book, right? No, there's nothing off limits. I told you that several times when we were talking uh, to set this thing up. But uh, hey, that's what works for me. I'm not trying to push my ideals or my attitudes on everybody else. But me, I like to be an open book. I like to get things out in the open. I like to talk about it, you know, and, and dig through all that stuff. That's what works best for me. So this is, uh, again, this is exciting. Just sit down and chat a little bit little therapy session if i might say so zach i appreciate it so as we said you're a big proponent of mental health awareness so what do you think was a defining moment for you that has put you on the path that you're on now well, it's without a doubt, it's my sobriety, right? I've, I've again, made no secret about that, right? So I I struggle with opiates, right? Pills, pain pills, pain medication, all that stuff. And, you know, if I could eat it, snort it, all that stuff, that was me. And I don't want to be too graphic, but you understand uh, what I'm getting at here. So everything from start to finish, you know, figuring out that, oh my God, you know, pain medicine is outstanding. I can't live without pain medicine and all the, the disadvantages and all the, the bad things that I did, you know, stealing and lying and just being a, being a jerk straight up. And then knowing that, you know what, Chris, you cannot go through, you you won't last any longer that when they, when you go to a support group meeting, they say, uh, there's only three options, jails, institutions, or death, right? And death is death. Jail is jail. Institutions are treatment centers, psychiatric wards, things along those lines. So to me, that was a defining moment. The defining moment, to be honest with you, Zach, was when I was in in treatment, I've gone to a, to a residential treatment center way back when and I you know sicker than a dog trying to kick the, the the opiates here that was my defining moment what do you are, are you just going to kind of slink out of here sneak out of treatment and go back to the streets and living under bridges I was homeless as well or you going to take the advice and the love and everything from from your parents and your friends and get right and get sober and kind of spin this to your advantage because as a as a recovering addict or even when I was was in active using I could spin anything to my advantage so now I always said years ago, if I could kind of harness the, the way, the drive and the effort that the lengths I would go to, to find my next fix, if I could spin that to my advantage for the positive side of things, maybe I might, I ha- might have something going here and boom, here we are using DFS and spinning that to my advantage now, 
rather than, you know, opiates and drugs along those lines. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that kind of, not to take it away from, from mental health, but kind of spinning it towards fantasy a little bit as well. Do you feel like DFS, specifically that format, kind of helps channel what you're talking about more than maybe like redraft or dynasty? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Not, you know, I, I've been playing, you know, fantasy football since I believe like I was in fifth grade, 1995, all the way back then. I'll be 38 next month here. And that it is what it is. You can't you can't help but aging here. But to me, you know, dynasty and seasonal fantasy sports, what they were outstanding. But at the time, you know, DFS was something new. We're talking like 2010, 2009, the inception of, of FanDuel here. And it, it was a way for me to to kind of get things out. As I said at the opening of the broadcast here, you know, I, that's just the kind of guy I am. I don't know if that means I'm sensitive or if that means I'm weird or or dull. I don't know here, but I've always liked to, I don't like to go to bed with any secrets. I don't like to go to bed with like anything festering here in my chest or in my mind. You know, you see, hear a, a lot of folks say, I can't turn my brain off. It's like a hamster running in a wheel in my head here. The way that I get through the day is I, I have a pen or pencil on me at every time, every moment in time, and I write everything down. And before DFS came along, I was writing down my thoughts, my ideas. It's not like I was writing poems or books, it's just short little sentences or words that came to my mind. And now uh, with DFS, I, I've showed you, I've shown you my notebooks. It's what's, uh, what's special to me. I, in, in a way, I had no idea that my notes and sending photos of all that DFS stuff would kind of not set me apart per se, but people would go, oh yeah, the note guy, that's Chris. And that's just the old honest me. I write everything down so I don't keep it inside my mind because then boom, I'm off on a tangent if I keep too much stuff inside of me or, you know, you know, God forbid something bad. And I, I go down that, you know, that that road again where I'm using and I'm drinking and all that. So to me, writing stuff down has always been my go to. And again, I happen to just channel it towards the good. Spin my notes to my advantage here, Zach. No, that's great to hear. And uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I remember seeing you on Twitter with posting the notes and I thought it was a funny, creative way to, to show off what you're doing because, I mean, there's a lot on the page because you're you're looking at a lot of stuff. You're, you're checking out a lot of stats and trying to figure out what the best plays are. So um, I thought it was fun just putting it together that way. Hey, just take a picture of your notes. Why, why make a graphic? Like it's all right there. Exactly. And it's like, in a way, when you look at, it was mainly for single game slates during the NFL season. I do it with hockey now, but I, I, I'm able to just write an article from start to finish. But to me, writing it down is my way to connect, right? You're seeing all my thoughts and ideas basically in real time as I wrote them down, sharing them to you with, with projections and, and their salaries and stuff and little tidbits and little notes, you know, throughout the season with each bottom of the barrel and everything. So I, I think it's great. I've said this a million times, hopefully if someone's listening or watch listening to or watching this now you don't go this guy says the same thing over and over again but to me writing stuff down it, it just helps me connect with folks and it helps me tell folks this is what i'm up to and, and you there's no stone unturned right no smoke and mirrors I'm not trying to get over on folks what you see is what you get and I, again that's uh, I, I love to meet anybody kind of like that as well oh, that's great um and you mentioned therapy earlier on as we were talking so i kind of wanted to, to travel down that path so it feels like there's been a lot more support recently for therapy as a way to help cope with mental health challenges however there still seems to be a stigma for many around therapy personally i thought there was a stigma around it until i went myself so how do you think we can continue to erode that stigma 
it's therapy. it's pretty simple. Keep talking about it. Keep sharing it. That's the whole thing right here, right? You know, we're talking years ago when our parents were our age, when our parents were kids. I mean, heck, my 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 late father, uh, he passed away in his very early fifties, and we're talking born and raised in the sixties and the seventies, and that was that whole, uh, you know, rub some dirt on it, be a man. You don't have to share your feelings. You're not supposed to cry. I mean, that's how that old generation was. And as the time has gone by, we're kind of I, I don't want to say breaking the cycle, but I'm just saying we, we as long as you talk about it openly and honestly within reason, right, then, then everything should in a perfect world, Zach, if the more we talk about it and say, look, you know what? I'm not a perfect human being. I do this. I do that. I'm married. I have kids. I'm a doctor. I'm an astronaut. It doesn't matter to me, but I have a little bit. Uh, I have down moments in my life. I'm I'm bummed out about X, Y, and Z, and I share it to, to, to my wife or I share it to a trained professional or heck, I go to a support group meeting, whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. There are a, a tons of different support groups. And j- again, just getting it out in the open and not keeping it inside. I had an old sponsor of mine. He, he passed away recently. He told me, you know, secrets make you sick. And, and the more you think about it, that's not that's nothing profound. I didn't just make that up, but it's true. And, and you, you, you hang on to things and you go, oh my God, that's right. Because all this time I, I got all these secrets and I, I robbed this guy to pay this guy. And then I went back, like all the nonsense and lies and bad deeds you did, you keep it in and you're going to repeat those same things because you haven't had an outlet to kind of, you know, vomit it out in a way, for lack of a better term, and just share it with folks and get it out. So the more we keep talking about it and the more times you see a broadcast, you know, anybody talking about mental health, you know, and shout out to uh, Mike Huff and Anthony, they go, they do the Hunter, uh, what, what the heck is his name? Hayden Hurst, you know, Potathon, where they talk about mental health. That's an outstanding kind of get together where people from all over talk and they get stuff out and they bring it to the forefront. Because if you don't talk about something, let's say it kind of gets swept under the rug. Or if you don't say, yeah, I'm having a tough time right now. Nobody's going to know uh, that you're, that you're down and out or that you're harmed, you're harming yourself, things like that here. So the more we talk about it and share with it, the more people can see. And again, if you ever go fishing, right, if you put a hundred hooks in the water, you're going to catch more fish than if you put one hook in the water. So getting it out in the open and, 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 you know, sharing it with the universe. I know that sounds corny, but sharing it out loud, maybe one person would reach out and go, Hey, yeah, I'm the same way. Let's let's talk. Let's exchange phone numbers. So to get rid of the stigma, we got to keep sharing it. Cause let's be honest here, mental health and and addiction and alcoholism, this stuff is, isn't going away anytime soon, if ever here. So we need to adapt and make better decisions with, with how we can, you know, better suit our lives with, with what we're doing here. Yeah, no, and I I would say this discussion has not been normalized yet, but if more people shared their experiences with going to therapy or dealing with whatever mental problems they're dealing with, I think people would realize that a lot more people are similar than they realize and that we're all probably going through very similar challenges and we just don't know it because we don't talk about it. And I didn't know that my friend was dealing with this because I never asked and he never told me or she never told me, but I'm like, hey, like... Hey, I've been going to therapy. It's been helping me a lot. Like, oh, really? So have I. Or, oh, I've thought about it. What do you think? And then you have that conversation and you realize that there's there's no negative to it. Like, you're not you're not weird. There's nothing wrong with you. No. Um, you just need some assistance and you just need to, like I say, kind of speak your truth, share some emotions and help talk it through with somebody. And that will really, 
I, yeah. I think really make a difference and, and help you out a lot. It's just about having an outlet, right? And again, I, I know that we're all different person to person, male, female. We're all different. We're all cut from a different cloth. We all we all deal with, with, with the ups and downs and the joys and the, and the harmful stuff and the anger and the anxiety in different ways. And I fully understand not everybody wants to be open and saying, yeah, 10 years ago, I, I, I stole from my parents. I was homeless. I was living under a bridge. You, you don't have to. And that's that's fine. Your truth, as you put it, Zach, is your truth. You can share it and get it out in the open however you want. And I, I respect anybody, you know, from start to finish, as I said, whether you're, you're sharing with, with a trained professional, whether you're sharing with your parents, your boss, I don't know what kind of outlet you have. But to me, what I'm saying out loud here is just get it out any way you can. If you feel weird or, or you just can't pull the trigger on, on kind of going in for some help, write it down in a journal. I've had that happen before where you have to make amends. There's one of the steps in the 12 steps is make amends to where you were wrong and, and what you can do. Well, I, I, I harmed my grandma, you know, in, in an odd way, took some money from her purse. We're talking like 15 years ago. And, and while I was getting sober uh, in, in treatment, she passed away. So I, that was a hard thing for me to face because my grandma, I would have sat down in front of her. She had already forgiven me. So my mom and my mom and dad said, but to not to talk to her, to tell her that what was hard for me. And at the time in treatment, I had a therapist. I'm still friends with her to this day. She said, you know what? Everything you wanted to say to her, just write it down on a piece of paper, read it out loud alone, read it out loud to me, and then you, you burn it and boom, it, it goes into the into the universe and you can like absolve yourself from that thing. So I do that all the time to this day. Granted, you know, the amend, I'm not really making any any amends like that anymore. Thankfully that, that past is gone. But you know what? If something silly happens and I, I you know what, Zach, I really want to punch you in the face and I, you know, I'll write it down. I'll burn it. And boom, the feeling is gone. It's getting it out any possible way you can within reason. Oh, that's great advice. And I want to change gears a little bit. Um, still talking about you though. Um, so you volunteer a lot of your time for special Olympics. I see your, your post online and honestly, they're very inspiring, very touching. And I think there seems like a really cool experience. So can you share maybe one of your favorite memories so far? Um, from your experience with Special Olympics, yeah, you're there. There's a ton of them, and again, I, I never. How do you know, like, when you're going to have an opportunity? You know, people will say that all the time. You know, a human being is faced with a th like, just put a number on it, a thousand opportunities in a day, and it's up to us as the individual to see those, see them, and seize them as we see fit. And as I, when I switched over from from working at the drug and alcohol inpatient treatment center, I, there was an opening. A friend reached out and goes, "There's an opening here." A manager, uh, behavioral therapy at, you know, at a place for mentally and physically uh, impaired adults. And so I, I grabbed the hold, hold of that one. And as the time progressed, I was like, hey, Chris, you know, I, I coach a softball team or hey, Chris, you want to coach a Special Olympics basketball team? And without hesitation, I said yes, because again, anything I do, uh, this, this is not all good. I go right in, whether it's, you know, collecting comic books or cards, you know, I, I go all in. And so when it comes to Special Olympics, it's an unbelievable situation. And let's go back like three years uh, here in Michigan. There's, the, you know, the, the, the semifinals, the regionals, and the kids won, the guys won, guys and girls, uh, that they won. They went 3-0 and in a, in a state tournament, and therefore they were able to play in the state finals. And we, we all got to go uh, like up north to a co Coolidge College, sp stayed the weekend there. And you would have thought these kids were, were pro athletes. You would have thought they're playing in the NBA. I mean, everything they did from waking up and having breakfast served, and I mean, it was unbelievable 
unbelievable. And so not only one time, but it was a, a weekend thing where everything that happened just smiled like their faces would hurt, you know, from smiling so hard. So to me, it, it's all about the joy and adulation that you see that I see uh, from others around me. So to me, it'd probably be the, the state finals tournament uh, where they took second place, unfortunately. But hey, you get they all got a medal and it was um, they're still talking about it two, three years later. No, that's fantastic. And how can anyone uh, get involved or, or volunteer for Special Olympics? Yeah, you can go to, I believe it's specialolympics.org and they have a, uh, I can, at, when we're done with the broadcast, I can kind of, you know, write it down, take a screenshot. And if you want to share uh, with this broadcast, have at it here, but you go to specialolympics.org and boom, it's all laid out in front of you. Volunteer your time. And it's pretty easy peasy, right? You, you take your background check. That's a done deal. And you go through and there's, there's little, uh, I want to say trainings. I don't want to say test, but trainings. You put your name in what area you're from and boom, they will call you back. And they're, they're always uh, willing to, to take on folks to volunteer. They're always looking for donations. We know how that is. A lot of these kids, softball, basketball, you know, every, every area is different. I believe I'm in area 33 and, and some of the teams here are hurting for basketball jerseys. So people donate their time. They donate their money. So to me, you would go to specialolympics.org and just follow the prompts there. You can volunteer in any way possible. You can hold the water bottle. You can write down, the, the, the stat line here, or you can just jump in with, with being a coach, uh, whatever uh, is, is whatever you're looking for. Excuse me. Oh, that's fantastic. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, what other experiences you, you share with us. It's been a lot of fun. So the fantasy sports space is growing rapidly, which is great. Uh, there's a lot of people out there creating a lot of diverse content um, on lots of different platforms now. So do you have one piece of advice for anyone that is thinking about creating content or maybe they just got started? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. There, There's a, a ton. Before we started this this broadcast, you know, before we were recording, pull the curtain back, you go, man, every day there's new folks popping up and boom, they're there, 100,000 followers or, you know, it, this is day one right now. And boom, I would say, you know, you're get a, going to get a lot of good advice, but unfortunately, you're going to get a lot of bad advice, negligent advice here. To me, if I, if I'm going to do something, as I stated not too long ago, I'm going to go all in, right? That That's certain cases, but if you're going to, you know, start creating content, broadcasting, writing, do, do it with such a, a, a vigor where you, you just enjoy waking up in the morning. Cause again, I've said this across the board. A lot of times, if I, the, the morning I wake up and I'm like, you know what, uh, the DFS just isn't fun anymore. I will honestly walk away. So I would never want to put myself in a situation where it's a burden where it's like, oh gosh, I got to write today. I got to broadcast today. And we know I've, I've said that stuff all the time. Right. And it's just, you know, getting it out there and being open. So follow uh, your, your highest passions, whether it's DFS, whether it's rankings, whether it's cricket. I, I mean, I, I know there's certain websites that look for cricket DFS players. So do what you need to do to, to kind of feed that, that passion inside of you and boom, go from there. For me, obviously it's DFS. For some folks, it's rankings. For some folks, it's waiver wire articles for some folks it's it's idp so right off the bat if you're going to wake up monday morning and start creating something i'd like to think you kind of already know what area you're going to go into dfs idp whatever and when you do just go all in on that and i'm telling you as you explore it you'll find out more little quips about yourself and more ideas that you didn't even know you know you had there so follow your gut follow your heart very corny all our mothers tell us that when we're kids right follow your heart chris follow your soul but it's true as we get older you'll realize man you cannot waste time 
time. You can't wake up, waste time and do something you hate and dislike because then you're just, you're just miserable. And who wants to be miserable? No, I appreciate that. Yep. No, at the end of the day, hopefully this is fun. If, if you're creating content, if it's not, maybe it's not for you. Maybe it is. I don't know, but yeah, it definitely seems to be better content when it's, uh, when you're having fun with it. Yes. Awesome. So now that was the, the last of the, we'll come the, the hard hitting questions. Uh, so I have some rapid fire questions if you're game for them. Absolutely. I, I, I'll tone it down. I, I tend to talk and talk and I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, Zach. I, I love triple play. I love Mendy and, and this is fantastic here. So I get a little long in the tooth. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. No, we can go as long as long as you want. So you can. This can be a one-word answer, or you can provide as much uh, context as you need. Okay. Uh, so How many people are tuning out right now? I don't. I, I, <laughs> so hypothetically, one of the four major American sports has to go away forever. So we're talking baseball, football, basketball, or hockey. Uh, unfortunately, I don't, I'm sorry. I mean, you can at me if you want, but it's, it's NBA, it's basketball. I mean, hockey is just, I'm wearing the Red Wings hat football. We all know how popular that is, especially here in Detroit with the lions and baseball. I mean, it probably hockey and baseball are probably one a and one B people are shocked to find out football is just football to me. I'm not like a, a madman crazy in love with, with football. It's all about hockey and baseball to me. So see you later, basketball. Fair enough. All right. Here's a fun one. Uh, what two animals would you like to switch the sounds that they make? Oh boy. Uh, that's wild. Have you ever heard a, I just saw it earlier off the top of my head that like a, uh, it's a cheetah, right? A cheetah or a mountain lion or a lynx, something like that. You know, like a mountain lion lynx. They, they do this weird, they do this weird thing. Cause animals, cats, big cats, they don't purr in the wild. It's basically a house cat thing. But when they're caught like a jaguar or a panther, they do this, this weird high pitched squeak. Can you imagine, let, let's say a hippopotamus purring like a cat or a hippopotamus doing this, 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 weird brrr, squeak here that would be wild as they chomp down an entire watermelon in one bite uh, I, I hope someone can some put, put together a video of that and splice together some audio because that sounds hilarious <laughs> all right so if you could spend a day and hang out with any celebrity dead or alive who would it be oh geez that's a good one i mean right at uh, I, I, I had, there's a few I could go, but right now at this moment in time, Ryan Reynolds seems like just, he's just an absolute blast to hang out with. You see, he's got this new, new movie out. I think it's like a Netflix only thing where he's like himself and he goes back in time and anything I've watched with him going all the way back to like uh, Betty White and Sandra, Sandra Bullock, right? They did that. I mean, he just seems like a, a, like a absolute gem of a human being, just a kind man, good human being, nice to his wife, nice to everybody around him i so i think ryan reynolds would be would be a blast we could probably get into some trouble but uh, wouldn't that be the point there you go yeah the adam project was was the movie on netflix and correct uh, yes he, he does seem very well connected working with a lot of people in different movies so i'm sure he'd be a blast and maybe even get to wear like the deadpool costume or something yeah <laughs> i wouldn't fill it out but here, here we are i'm tall skinny guy so what are we gonna do get some get the foam padding around the biceps and obviously uh in the pants yeah, it's movie magic, right? <laughs> Bingo. If you could time travel, would you travel to the past or travel to the future? Oh, that's a great question. I would not... 
you know what? The future might be too big of a burden, right? You go to the future and you see when you get there, you know, everybody, not to be a bummer on this broadcast here, but you go to the future, who knows what, 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 how the earth looks and what it holds and everybody that you hold dear now, are they here? Are they gone? What happened? So to be honest with you, I wouldn't even bother with the future. I'm going to live it as I go. I would go all the way back to probably the Wild West days. I always say that because, you know, when you watch all these shows, the first question, you go, the Wild West, how do they, they go, how do they wipe when they go to the bathroom? Everybody, they don't brush your teeth. They probably stink. But to me, going back to the Wild West would be fun only under the assumption that kind of you're, you're invincible, kind of like Westworld, where you go back and you can just have a blast because again, getting in a, you know, a, a gunfight at high noon, boom, right in front of the saloon would be fantastic. You know, robbing a, a bank on a horse, that would be fantastic. So I'd go back to the Wild West under the assumptions act that I would be I- invincible. I could do as I please. No real, uh, you know, repercussions, no consequences. I'm going back to the wild, wild west. That sounds like a lot of fun. And so for the last one, you live in Detroit, so I have to ask a car question, but it's going to have a little bit of a twist. If you were a transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? Oh boy, I would probably say, again, I'm not really a car guy, right? I respect people that can, you know... Cr- craft an engine from scratch or they're into drag racing, things like that. I'm not really a a, a car guy, but I I would probably like to be a truck, right? You know, uh, you can use it as a tool. You can kind of, you know, you'd morph into like this big, big thing here, not a semi truck, because I know there is a semi truck transformer guy, just like a, like a a Ford 250, right? Those new Ford 250s are outstanding. So I'd like to transform into an F250. And then if need be, I can drive the sucker around and, and haul stuff haul dirt haul tools whatever you want to do so that's what i'd like to be an f-250 fun and practical (laughs) bingo who would have thought that (laughs) so that's the last of my questions uh so i I really appreciate you being so open and honest and giving us a chance to kind of talk about mental health awareness and and a little bit about your experiences um can you share with everyone where they can find you and all of your great work yeah, absolutely. I, you know, you can go to my Twitter at Detroit Beast. Yeah, every morning I, I do my hockey DFS article, hot pucking stacks, and um, that's not going to change throughout the season. We have baseball DFS coming up. There will be a daily article there too. And then, you know, in, in the evening, sometimes a few days a week, I'm with Woodward, uh, Woodward Sports, Woodward Bets, just giving away some fun parlays, things along those lines. We're basically talking Detroit sports. Woodward is a, is a major road, you know, that goes from downtown all the way north here. So to me, it's nice to, to go out and, and share my, my DFS stuff and, you know, kind of hang with other people. But when you bring it back home, I love to talk anything Detroit sports, you know, pop culture here. So uh, that, that, that's where you can find me. Just go to my Twitter page at Detroit Beastie. I'd like to think if you're looking for me, Zach, uh, I'm not too hard to find. Fantastic. So thanks again for your time. So this is Triple Play Fantasy. This is our 10th episode. It's been a blast. Um, getting to interview you and, and everyone else so far. And I'm excited for for all the interviews to come in the off season. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any more shows. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the best way to support Triple, Fa- Triple Play Fantasy. And we really appreciate your time and have a great day.